Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach. And although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's Susan, your host, and I'm excited to be back with you all. You may have noticed that I took a little break for the month of June just to rust, recharge, and get ready to help you, but I'm coming back now. And in fact, we're starting off with an exciting double episode with a very special guest and kind of fun how this all came about. You all know, as I've shared my journey to the many pivots I've had in my career, that when I initially pivoted from being a litigator to being a mediator, and then from a mediator to a trainer, I had some stumbles along the way. And one of the biggest things that helped me to get on the right path was when I started working with a coach. And just a few weeks ago, I was out with one of my good friends. She's been on the Divorce and Beyond podcast with me, Beth McCormick, who's one of the leading family law attorneys here in Chicago. And she had another friend in the car. And it turns out that friend was, guess what, everyone, an executive and professional coach. And when I talked to Megan, her name's Megan Walls. When I talked to Megan, it turned out she was the absolute perfect person to have come on and talk with you all about how important a coach can be, especially at the beginning of this pivoting process. And for two reasons, one, she is a professional and executive coach. She has a lot of years of experience specifically in this area of people making this kind of change and, and doing it in the right way, making the, those decisions about how to make the pivot. But the additional fun factor is she's done it herself. And I'm going to let her tell you about her own successful pivot. But Megan Walls, thank you so much for joining me here on Make Money Mediating. Oh, Susan, so great to be here. And thank you so much for having me today. And love, love, love this topic about talking about, you know, career and business transition. Because, you know, for me, if you're not making change and transitioning, you know, you, you just kind of get go static and that's not allowing you to learn and grow and really, really reach your goals and, and enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And it's the enjoy what you're doing. I know for myself and, and for so many of my listeners out there, 
they're often in a place where they are doing something that they've done for a long time because we trained, we went to school, we've practiced, we've done this, we've done that. And we, I know I didn't for years know how to get out of that cycle. And when I finally jumped out and tried to make the transition because I hadn't worked with a coach, because I hadn't really thought things through, it was a little bumpy, <laughs> I'm going to say. And it really was when I started working with a coach that, and, and, and maybe took a few steps backwards to do put some thought into what this transition should look like that I was able to rebuild things back up and really launch. And so maybe let's start out with the fact that you yourself made a pivot and, and a pretty big pivot. You went from one industry to a completely different industry. So let's start there. What was your journey? Sure. So I, I really want to honor you for, you know, making a change and being honest that it was kind of bumpy and and then you went and got a coach to help you. And I'm so glad that your engagement with a coach worked out really well. So I think the biggest reason I do executive and career coaching is because I wished I'd had one before I made my career change. So after a, tw a successful 20-year career in the municipal bond business, I was burnt out. And it was really, I had lost the pulse on my two kids who were going into junior high and high school. And I thought, okay. I really need to be around for them. And I had to let work suck everything out of me. So over a two-year period, I scaled back my hours and then ultimately resigned. And again, by choice. And Susan, what I wasn't prepared for was the difficult transition. I mean, I lost my identity. I did not know who I was. I didn't know what I was good at. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. And clearly I wanted to do something next once I got, you know, the personal, my kids settled. And it was through this really difficult transition that I was introduced to coaching, went through a program and it, it, it just ignited a passion for helping others. So they don't have to go through, you know, the ugly transition and change that I did. Cause I don't want anyone to suffer and struggle, right? Because you don't have to. Yes. And it's the one that I went through as well, which is why I love the idea of coaching and why I'm so glad we're going to do this two-part episode. And I meant to mention that for my listeners, we are breaking this down into two episodes so they can remain shorter as this podcast is. So this episode is coming out on a special day on Tuesdays. And then on our regular day on Thursdays, part two is going to come out with Megan. And what we're going to do is break it down. Megan has actually created something that she calls the think protocol, which I love. I, you know, out there, I've done an entire episode on anagrams and why they're helpful to us and helping us remember, but you've come up with a protocol that people can walk through that you use with clients. And that we're going to talk about here to help people not do what you and I did, which was kind of make the jump without having thought or doing the think, the think ahead of the jump. So let's dive in where I think we'll hopefully get through deny today, and then we'll get through NK and what comes after that when we, we meet again on Thursday. But let's start out with T. Where do you have people go with T? Yeah. So this little think acronym is great process so people can remember. So as, as you were saying, 
when you're going to make a big change, whether you're going to launch a new practice or what have you, you really want to be intentional. You want to be deliberate, right? You want to make good decisions versus like what you and I did. We just jump ship without a plan or support. So the T start really the T stands for time to reflect. This is really the most is very important first step. You want to hit the pause button, and you really want to take time to um, reflect on who you are now, because you're not the same person you were a year ago, five years ago. Who are you now? What are your, you know, review your career, you know, and the accomplishments and the successes you've had. What are those accomplishments and successes do you want to continue to do more of? What don't you want to do? What are your strengths? What are your values, right? What's important to you? And really helping you get clear on who you are What's important to you now? What do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? And so from this vantage point, it's really raising your self-awareness, right? Becoming more aware of who you are today and allowing you and giving you clarity, clarity on what's next, because you've got it. So it's really amassing all the facts about yourself and your successes and, and that, and I will say this is what I work with clients on because this is heavy lifting. You know, this inner reflection, right? This introspection, people get really, really flustered. They don't know how to do it. And so as a process person, I've created concrete tools to help people do this inner work and we do it together. So I would give you a values assessment, identify your top five values. You would take the Clifton Strength Assessment. What are your top five strengths? Because you want to make sure that these puzzle pieces are in, in place as you think about what's next. So yeah, so that's really the, what T stands for and so important, first step. Oh yeah, taking time. I mean, I guess those are the T's. Take some time. And you know, I think that that's a really important point that you've made there because for so many people, they feel like, They've already spent a lot of time. I know that I had been miserable as a litigator for years, right? Mm -hmm. So by the time I knew that my two senior partners were going to be retiring or semi or retiring, which kind of gave me an impetus to go out and launch my own firm, I felt like I had been thinking about it. Or if you would ask me at the time, I would have said I'd been thinking about it for a long time. But all I'd been thinking about was how miserable I was doing what I was doing. And I had not really put a lot of thought into those things that you just talked about. What did I like about what I did? What did I want to do more of? What did I want to do less of? What were my values? You mentioned in your own journey, you wanted to be able to spend more time with family, you know, so things change in our lives. This is really a time that it's not a sit down, write down a couple of things in one and done. I know when you work with clients, you probably do this over a series of meetings or, or, you know, working with them over a period of time. Absolutely. And, and just to share a, a client story, I was working with this woman who was, she was a lawyer at a large firm and she was 57 and figured, okay, I am going to spend the next five to seven years of my career here and then retire. 
Well, lo and behold, when she, you know, wasn't really looking or planning, the company went through a reorganization. And because she was, you know, in that top bracket of, of salary, she was downsized. And when I started working with her, you know, she had said to me, I haven't looked for a job. I've worked here for 20 years. I haven't looked for a job. I don't know the first thing. My resume and LinkedIn aren't even updated. And I have spoken to my financial advisor and I have options. I can retire. I can stay practicing law or I can do something completely different. And I'm considering nonprofit. Well, doing this inner work with this client, she got complete clarity that she wanted to continue to practice law for another five to seven years. And it was that clarity that honestly, within a matter of weeks, the doors opened, it was effortless and as synchronistic, the opportunity arose and she was boom, got a job offer. So it's, it's the clarity really opens the door, creates the synchronicity, right? Yeah, yeah. so you have to take the time to do the work yeah. to get that clarity. Right. Mm -hmm. If you just stumble into it, hello, that was my world, you know, yeah. just sort of went ahead and, and did what I thought I was supposed to do, but made a few changes and it really didn't work until I had to dial it back and to work with my coach and kind of like rebuild what I had started from, from the ground up. So for anyone who's out there listening, who's thinking about making a change, you should be doing cartwheels that this episode is coming out first because, or these two episodes, because this is going to help you get set up so that you don't have to go backwards like I did. And, and maybe Megan, you did, but all right. So we know we need to take some time to reflect. We need to get, you know, do the thinking to get that clarity. What is H moving us on to the step two? Step two is honesty. H is for honesty. And this is where You've done the inner reflection, and I, I like to say you have the facts in front of you on your career, what you want, who you are. You've got this clarity. So now it's time to be honest with yourself. And this is where you want to start asking yourself a series of questions, such as what, what does my ideal practice look like? You know, what's driving my decision to have my own practice? What you know, what's my why for wanting to do this? Because when you can articulate your why, that's what's going to keep you motivated and focused, even when you know the, the seas get really rough and you're really wondering, why did I do this? Your why is going to keep you moving forward. I also think you want to ask yourself, how long have I really been thinking about this? Is this three months? Is this two years? What are the benefits? What are the consequences? What, you know, what are the risks personally and professionally? Like you want to look at all sides. I also like to say, what's the worst case? What if you fail? Right, right. Worst case, ideal case. And, you know, and this is something, again, I think it's more to think about, do I have what it takes? The skills, the experience, the expertise, and this is where I think in the T and the H, it's nice to have a coach because they're the objective person on the outside that can help you look at all sides. You know, Susan, as you were saying, I was all like, I want to move. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Well, a coach lets you look at 
you know, outside of the box. Okay, let's step outside of that, you know, your frustration and anger and, you know, anguish to have you really thought about the worst case, the ideal case, your why? Yeah. I, I'm, it's making me think about when I worked with my coach and we were going through, you, you use the word honesty for H and I, and she, you know, there's uncomfortable moments. Let me clue you in folks. If you haven't worked with a coach, sometimes you have to get a little real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember talking with her and we were talking about what I liked about litigation, what I liked about being in a courtroom And, you know, at first I was like, well, I don't like anything about it. She's like, come on, Susan, you've done it for 20 some odd years and you're really good at it. There must've been some aspects of it that you liked. And I was like, well, I liked being good at it. I liked being good at something. There was that, that fed a, a need to be good at something. I think we all have that. And I said, and you know, if I'm, if I think about this and I get honest with myself, I like speaking in front of others. I like thinking on my feet. I like educating the judge or, you know, as to how the law applies to the facts of my client's case. And she's, and, and I said, that's a little embarrassing. You know, I like to be out there, you know, putting on a show. And she said, it, why is it, it's just something you enjoy doing. You get something from that. And she said, so there's there's power in that knowledge as to what in her phrase was what lights you up right completely, completely and those are those are the moments where you know when you you look at what lights you up and then you think about wait so what skills what strengths what values align well then by golly head that route because when you know just as empowering it is to know what you want and it's not being a braggart it's just getting an alignment which then can help you make the right decision i want people to know that it is just as powerful to know what you don't want right it's okay if you're not sure about what you do want however if you know what you don't want that is true power too so it all it all are puzzle pieces to moving forward Yeah, I think that's a really important point, right? It's two sides of that coin. And you're 100% correct as as once I could get over that sort of, you know, I I like to be on stage or I like to be out in front speaking, the power of knowing that, the power of embracing that led to becoming a trainer. I like to educate. I like to speak. I like to talk to people and engage with people. It led to the speaking engagements that I do. I like to go and get up on stage and share something with people. It led to, hello, podcasts. I have two podcasts that I do for people because it fills those those things in me that light me up. And so that power is, I never would have found that without those, you know, sort of digging conversations that I had with my coach. Right. And, and that's the beauty because I can see the whole point is you're in flow, alignment and flow, right? So nothing's hard and I'm sure things lined up for you once you made a decision or once you got the clarity about, well, I really like to do this. I want to do more of this, right? Versus I don't want to do that. So there's really power and it just kind of lines up. Yeah. And, and, and it really did. You know, I think once things become clear in your mind, when you get, and it does take honesty, right? I know we're talking about H here, H is honesty. 
you know, what you do like, what you don't like. And, and, and it was actually even hard for me, as I mentioned earlier, to acknowledge there were some things I liked about litigation, but it was important to understand that it's not an all or nothing, right? Take what, what, what does work for you and find out the other ways that I could apply what, what did work. And, and that was beautiful. It, it, it led to, as I said, led to where I'm sitting in this chair today. So I know we move on from T, take time to reflect, H, honesty. We're moving on to I. Where are we with I and think? So the letter I stands for information, insights. So now that you've reflected and you've spent some time asking yourself some deep questions, it's time to ask yourself, what information do I need to help me make a really good decision. This is where who can I talk to to help me? Who has made this change transition that I can talk to? What certifications or trainings might I need? Who else do I need to talk to? Professionals like my financial advisor, right? You want to make sure that, well, if the worst case, you've got a a net there, it's okay. I also think it's, it's good to as you're talking to people, you know, how much time should you give yourself? You know, there's a certain amount of time to a runway. And then, gee, after about three years, do I need to sink or, you know, pull the plug? I also say, you know, you might want to do a SWOT analysis, like, right, strengths, weakness, opportunities, threats, help you think about all the things. So, in, in as a coach, this is the, the place where I recommend clients schedule informational interviews, right? Talk to people, get out there, do the research. What do you need? And my acronym for informational interviews is the word AIR. A is for, you know, advice. What do I need? If I'm thinking about making a change in my practice, what do I need to know? If you are me or what did you do? I is for information, insights. What do I need to know? What, you know, are there certifications? Are there, you know, again, and then ours recommendations. Who else should I talk to? What else should I read? What else should I research? Right? So it's gathering information outside of what you know, to get you closer to a a really intentional decision. Yeah. I I love, we have an acronym inside of an acronym. Yay. (laughs) makes me very happy because we can remember. I mean, that's always remember folks. And if you haven't listened, go back to the episode where I talk about sticky phrases and, you know, how, how things, how we can remember things in our mind by using acronyms. And this is really important. And I, I don't know that everybody who's listening, my listeners all know, this is actually something that I do with colleagues almost every single day. I'm the, I'm a person that many people reach out to because I've made all these different transitions and we do strategy sessions or brainstorming sessions that are very much along the lines. I might actually have to borrow your air um, because let them ask me questions to get information. And what do I recommend? Cause that's kind of the, the process that we go through because, you know, we can learn so much from the journeys of others. And again, I think it goes to what you said before, we can learn the good, the positive, the what works for us, maybe what worked for them, maybe works for us, but also the what not to do's or what we might not want to do's or learn from other people's mistakes. You know, we can learn a great deal. And one thing I know about the world of, of my professional, you know, family law 
dispute resolution professionals, some of the kindest, most giving people in the world. And if you call them up and ask them to, you know, ask a few questions or get some insights or hear their story, uh, most people are very willing to be helpful. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the other point is, as you're getting this information, it's almost as if, you know, you, you, you get to decide after talking, is this really something you want to pursue or not? It's, you know, the book, What Colors Your Parachute, the author talks about, it's like trying on an outfit that you see in a window that looks so great on the mannequin. And then you go into the dressing room and it either you love it and you buy it or, oh, wow, this is not for me. So there again is really golden nuggets for you in whether you go forward or you stay right where you are. And really, I'm so glad that you've said that because that's another thing that I run into with professionals all the time who are making transitions is the minute they step on the path to making a transition, going into the process, there's a feeling almost that they've committed to it, <laughs> that come hell or high water, no matter what they learn through this process before they make this, this pivot or change in their career, they're going to do it. And there very often, it reminds me of, you know, when I moved from Connecticut to California, I almost immediately, although I had no license to practice law yet, because I had to take the bar, although I didn't know anyone in San Diego yet, although I did not know family law in the state of California yet, I went and rented an office and got hung up a shingle and, you know, did all these things, joined the bar association in the area because that's what I had always done. And I was now committed to, you know, a new career in a new place. Don't keep doing all the same things that you did. And all I'm saying is if I had put the time in, if I had been a little honest with myself and I had gotten some information, I probably wouldn't have wasted a lot of rent and all on that. So that's another point I want people to realize is by following this process and realizing it's not all preordained. You're making decisions as you go along. Right. And it's okay to change your mind or make a different decision once you're in because you don't know what you don't know. It's just you want to keep moving forward. Right. Yeah. And and maybe Great making example. overall decisions, you know, hold it off until you've gotten through your think process. Right. Which brings us to a good point because we have now gotten through T H and I of our think protocol. So we're going to break here for everyone. I want you to just do a little absorbing, re-listen to this, take some notes, whatever you need to do, and then come back on Thursday at our usual time, 6 a.m. Eastern. And I'm going to air the second part of this interview with Megan. We're going to talk about N and K of the think protocol and what happens once you've gotten through the THINK protocol, where you go from there. So Megan, thank you very much for sharing with us so far. And I'm looking forward to taking this conversation a little bit further on Thursday. Great, me too. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask. 
please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too. I'll see you next week.